0: This episode is all about Italian cooking. I chat with Marcella from the food blog Marcellina in Cucina. Marcella shares her knowledge of Italian cooking and family recipes on her blog and was kind enough to share them with us in today's chat. Fair warning, this episode is going to make you very, very hungry. This week's recipe of the week is my spaghetti with garlic and oil or aglio e olio. If you follow me on Instagram, I make it all the damn time. It's one of my most favorite pasta dishes. Simple, quick, easy, and downright delicious. Grab that recipe as well as all the ones you discuss in today's episode by heading to cookitrealgood.com slash 59. Now, let's dive in. Hi, Michella. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Hi Cassie, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here, another Aussie. I'm very excited to have that. <laughs> well, an Aussie thank Italian, you. I suppose I should say. <laughs>
1: I guess so, I guess so.
0: <laughs> now, but before we get started today, can I ask you, what is your signature dish, the one that everyone goes, Michella, you have to make that?
1: Uh, oh yes, Cassie, it's um, my uh, bignoli or Italian cream puffs, um, so they're cream puffs filled with pastry cream. Um, I first started making them when I was probably 10 or 11 years old um, after my mum had passed away and they were my dad's favourite Um and Mum had made them for him all the time, so it's sort of like it was a bit like nostalgic, and uh, I really wanted to master this recipe. So I think I pulled out a Woman's Weekly cookbook and said, hmm, "This looks about like what Mum used to make," because she didn't have a recipe; she just made things. Like I don't ever remember Mum following a recipe of any sort, um, but I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with her, uh, so I knew what she made. Um, so I figured out that this is what it must have been. And, um, yeah, I think the first few weren't really great. But over the time, um, the years have passed. And that is really something that whenever I say, hey, what can I bring? Please, Zia, my, my nephews and nieces say, please, Zia, bring my the Italian cream puffs, bring the bignoli, um, wherever it is. Yeah, bring them. And then it's a big competition as to how many they can eat. All that, Truly, they have competitions as to how many they can eat. They're crazy, my family. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> I love how special that is, uh, like the beautiful food memory for starters. And that, yeah, you've taken it on and made it your own now and you're bringing those beautiful food memories to your family and friends now. I think mm. I've seen them on your blog before and I've definitely drooled over the food. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I can see why they're such a hit. <laughs> mm,
1: they, they do love them. Yes, they do. And and you, you've always got to eat one when they, they present again. And you think, oh, yes, I'm going to eat these again. But... <laughs>
0: No, the, I we have a few of those kind of dishes in my family where if Do you? yeah, if you're having like the barbecue or something and then has to bring this and it's something that I'll never get sick of. Like I could eat it every time and I'll never be sick of it. <laughs> uh,
1: it's funny. I think every family has that. There's some something that someone in the family makes and they always have to bring that. And sometimes I think, "Oh, I'd really like to try something new, but no." Could you imagine? <laughs> I have to make- no. no, you can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Well, so. today we're going to talk about Italian cooking, which I'm very excited to, to <laughs> chat to you about. I um, was sort of saying before we started the call, I am i don't know too much about Italian cooking. I've picked up bits and pieces here and there, um, but I've never had an awesome resource like you to talk to firsthand. Oh gosh,
1: <laughs> that's very kind of you.
0: <laughs> so I'm very excited for this one. And I, I think, you know, any anytime that we're talking about Italian food, everyone's excited anyway. So I think there'll be lots of listening to this episode with eager ears, trying to get all the tips from you, Marcella.
1: Oh, that's, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just such a beautiful cuisine, isn't it really? Well, I think so. Um, and I think wherever you go in the world you 'll find people that love Italian food, whether they love the whole lot or just parts of the parts of the cuisine you 'll always find someone that loves Italian cuisine
0: absolutely it 's definitely one of my favorites so tell me a bit about the cuisine in general like what is um, how do like Italians typically cook so some Some people might only know Italian food from oh, this is terrible, like spaghetti bolognese at a restaurant or something. So what what is the authentic Italian cooking? What does it look like in in an authentic Italian household? What are the kind of dishes that we're looking at?
1: Okay. So I think the first thing to remember with Italian cooking is that less is more. So you talked about spaghetti bolognese and the first thing you, well, I picture when you go to a restaurant and there's this, spaghetti on the bottom of the plate and this meaty bolognese stuck on top and then cheese all the way over that well that's not actually well number one it's never spaghetti bolognese it's always with a different type of pasta Mm -hmm. but having that whole heap of sauce on the pasta is never how it works like there's less so less is more less ingredients Um, And it's really simple cooking and it's based on quality ingredients, not quantity. Um, And it's very based on seasonal vegetables and fruits and they don't need a lot of meat. Like we don't really have meat-based meals. They're more vegetable-based meals, uh, a pasta with some vegetables, um, very simple food or a whole meal based on vegetables. Uh, That's really how they you know they cook really mostly um in australia here we have obviously adapted very much to the australian ways but we still hold um a lot of those simple basics. Uh, so while we might be eating Chinese tonight, we might be having uh, a simple tomato pasta tomorrow night. Uh, but in, in uh, back home in, in Italy, uh, my aunts will have pasta every lunch uh, and they will have pasta, perhaps it's with asparagus today and it might be with zucchini tomorrow. Uh, and they'll make their sauce very, very simply with olive oil and the vegetables. Um, so it's a very simple type of cooking.
0: That sounds like my dream of having pasta every day for lunch, seriously. And that's probably something that I have learnt from the bit of Italian cooking that I have picked up along the way is that real simplicity in cooking. And and I guess it is using that quality ingredients because if you're using like a, a cheap olive oil that tastes disgusting, well, it's not going to work if that's going to be one of the highlights of the dish. But when you know you have like a handful of ingredients that come together to make like, and it seems like such a simple pasta, but it tastes so good. Oh, that stuff is is just my favorite food. I, I love it.
1: Exactly, exactly. That that's what it is. The the ingredients speak for themselves. So a beautiful olive oil or a beautiful tomato or um, herbs, uh, the veggies they sing for themselves. They do they do their own talking absolutely oh yeah
0: now now, now all I can think about is pasta (laughs) so talk to me about pasta in general because I guess I've always I've always used dried pasta as I was saying to you before the call as Mm -hmm. well I've never ever actually made my own fresh pasta I dream (laughs) about doing it but it kind of seems like Oh, I, I just can't get there yet. So, is yeah. it okay to use dried pasta? And do you have any tips for using that instead of the fresh stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. All my uh, aunts and um, we here use uh, dried pasta. I always keep a few packets in the, quite a few packets in the pantry. I know a friend of mine once looked in my pantry and said, oh, my goodness, this is a supermarket in here. Uh, but, I just, <laughs> but I just love to keep lots of varieties of pasta uh, so I can have the right pasta for the right sauce and there's nothing wrong with dried pasta. Uh, and if you've got the time to make fresh pasta, it is it is super easy. Two ingredients, eggs and flour, put them together, allow them to rest. And you don't need fancy equipment. Uh, that's really easy. But if you're using dried pasta, there's just a few um, probably myths that have come about um, that you really shouldn't be using, Um, but it's so simple. Just use a a large pot of water, lots lots of water so that the pasta doesn't stick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Salt it really well, salt that water really well so it tastes almost like the sea. Uh, So if you're not sure, taste your water until you get more experienced. Um, Strangely, I like to use rock salt. Um, It seems to salt the water in a purer way, but anyway, that's just a little bit of a, a funny thing that I do, but use any salt. And I think that's the other thing too. Don't be too frightened of using good basic ingredients, just basic salt. Uh, Donate oil to your water. I don't know why I see that, that sometimes they say put oil in the water. It's. I remember doing that when I was really young because I'd read it somewhere, probably Woman's Weekly magazine again, put oil in the water and, um, And my dad looked at me and he said, what are you doing? I said, well, that's what they say. It doesn't stick together. And in his broken English, he said, no, no oil in the water. You have to have just lots of water. So, you know, I thought I knew best because I was modern. um, But no, definitely no oil in the water. Um, And really pasta cooks according to the packet. Often the packet's gone uh, uh, so many minutes. Use that as a guide but just check it a few minutes beforehand. Um, And, you know, I like as a child growing up, um, my mum and dad would always say, Marcellina, that's why my name is Marcellina Kuchina, Marcellina, come and check the pasta. Um, So as a child, I would come in and mum would fish out a little bit of pasta and say, does it taste right? So while she was sort of unknowingly teaching me how to check the pasta, and that's a really nice way to get children involved. Hmm. Um, and you ask them their opinion. Do you think that's right? I mean, obviously they've checked beforehand and they know that it's right. <laughs> um, but just but just taste it, and just taste is you know is it is it cooked through? And it doesn't want to be when you bite through it. It doesn't want to be chalky in the middle. Like you want that al dente. I know they all talk about al dente. It's got to be to the which means to the bite. Um, but it shouldn't be chalky in the middle. Um, it should still be cooked uh, but it should be just off off cooked because it's still going to cook with the hot sauce afterwards it's still going to continue cooking yep. um, and and I use um, some of the pasta water for thinning sauces because it's got a lot of salt and starch in it. So you can keep that to, to add if you think your sauce is too thin thick and you can thin it out a little bit. Um, and like I said before about the spaghetti bolognese, mix your pasta through your sauce through your pasta. Don't um, just put pasta on a plate and plonk the sauce on top it really needs to be mixed well and you know you see on the cooking shows that um they cook the 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 sauce in the frying pan and then add the pasta to it and mix it and that's great in theory but if you're uh, making enough to feed the family six or eight portions or whatever and you're making a whole portion there's no way you're going to get that quantity of pasta into a frying pan i was um am amused by that because i think there's no way that's and i've never seen any of my family ever do that although i think that works great in theory and in a small portion but it's never going to work great in theory so you need to put the pasta back into your large pot after you've drained it Put the sauce into it, mix it really well through. Don't just keep it separate. And then the pasta and the sauce become one. So the sauce really goes into the pasta. So, yeah, that's my tips.
0: I love that you pointed out these tips and I've already got a few things going through my head, especially (laughs) (laughs) the oil. I definitely used to do that when I was younger as well. You're right. Like, I don't know who was telling us to do that, but I'd read Mm. it somewhere too. And so I had always put it in there and then, um, yeah, I don't know who it was a few years ago. It was like salt water. I'm like, okay, I'm really, I'm going to salt my water. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it, it makes it so much better. And mm. you're right about not being um, scared or intimidated by using salt. Like I, I don't know why some. I think it's an either or. Some people seem to be like really scared of using salt, and some people don't. I'm. The don't I put on everything, but my husband's always, do I. like, don't. How much salt are you using? I'm like, much business. This is how much <laughs> this needs. <thing is. laughs> so, I'd say in pasta water, it, it's, it, it's more than what you think, it's not a tiny pinch. So, <laughs> you need like a bit of it in there, especially if it's a big pot of water. Um. And the only other thing I was going to say is just an anecdote about like how to check. I definitely do the taste as well. But remember when it used to be like, chuck it on the wall. <laughs> that oh. the measurement. <laughs> and I would be forever be throwing pasta at the wall. But yes, I, I'd say a much safer way is just to taste
1: it. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. I, I find that's that's hilarious. Throwing pasta at the wall.
0: Maybe that's just an Aussie thing. I don't know, but it's, that's what we did when I was growing up. It was like, quick, chuck it on the wall and see if it sticks. Oh, you're killing me. And, and, and also, as for the thing of like a plate of pasta with sauce. Oh my gosh. Now, this is only a recent thing when I've clued on to the mixing the sauce and the pasta together, and I feel like I am so sad about all of the meals that I missed in my life doing this for because it tastes so much better when you mix them together. Um, but, yeah, I never used to do that. I never used to use pasta water and put it in my sauces. And I I do find um, – Most of the time, if I'm just cooking for myself or my husband, I can get away with doing it in the frying pan, but you're right. If I was cooking for more people, there's no way. Like I only just fit it in the frying pan at this point of time but it makes such a big difference. Like if you only take one thing out of this episode, you're going to take more. But if you're not doing that already, do that. It's the only way. It tastes so much better when the the spaghetti or like the pasta, sorry, not just spaghetti, gets a take on the full flavor of that sauce and they do become one. You're right. That's just something special.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I I think – Also, I find that as it sits there for a little bit, so it's not going to sit there for a long time, but once you've stirred it, you might want to put the lid back on. And this isn't like, like I know um, it should be eaten more or less straight away, but I've got this from my mother-in-law who is also Italian. Everyone seems to be Italian in my family. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... I always used to think, oh, her pasta is so much better than mine. And actually um, my niece uh, used to say to her mother, uh, I think you have to be a nonna before you make good pasta. Uh-huh. It, <laughs> but as you get older and you learn so much more, um, you realise. And just leaving that pasta become one with the sauce, it's exactly what you say. It becomes magic. It, it's just joined as one. It's beautiful.
0: Oh, I, it is those secret tips that, that you pick up when you're watching people cook, especially yeah, the older generation when you go – I would never have thought to do that and somehow it just made – I don't know what it is, but there's something special in what they cook. Or you just go, mm, you've got it. <laughs> but I'm sure you make delicious pasta, Michelle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. My family yeah. likes it. So.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about pasta sauce since we're we're talking about combining the sauce and the pasta. Like what are some some easy pasta sauces or not even just easy but – common pasta sauces that we can make uh, when we're talking about Italian cooking?
1: So, you know, pasta really is like my go-to meal. Um, Like when I'm in a hurry or want to eat something quick, like I'd rather make pasta than order a takeaway. Uh, It's it's quicker in the end because pasta sauce can be made so quickly um, with ingredients that you've got. And can I also add in here what... um, I think, in a, like you should have in the pantry.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So really, if you want to be cooking pasta without worrying, oh, I've got this, I need this ingredient or that, just have a few ingredients in the pantry that you uh, can rely on. And these ingredients also can be used in other dishes, of course, but they just make things so much easier. Um, so I always have, when you talked about, extra virgin olive oil I always have really nice extra virgin olive oil and i usually buy australian because it is so much fresher uh, i have good block parmesan in the in the in the fridge uh butter um, jars of anchovies fresh lemons garlic um and vegetables uh seasonal vegetables like we talked about earlier uh fresh herbs um Fresh herbs such as basil, parsley, uh, rosemary, they're beautiful. Um, Dried herbs like oregano is just superb. Uh, Chili, uh, bottles of olives uh, and canned tomatoes. Like I just think you've got those, you can make a meal. Mm -hmm. You can make a meal just in no time, along with your pasta, of course. Um, And with those... Ingredients You can make things as simple as a pesto. And if you've never made a pesto, you really should try. Uh, they're just simple ingredients, basil, garlic, olive oil, uh, pine nuts. You can change the nuts up. You can change the herbs, but um, a bit of olive oil. Would I say olive oil? Yes. Uh, and parmesan, uh, garlic. You put all those ingredients, whiz them up in a food processor. And before you've even cooked your pasta you've got your sauce ready so how quick is that Mm, um i just think they're so quick um pasta salads um my cousins um in italy eat so sensibly that's the thing i think about italian cooking is that um whereas here we I'm not sure if in Australia we eat as much in season as what they do in in Italy. Italians eat in season. So my cousins in summer will have uh, uh, pasta salads a lot. So it's nice and fresh and cooling. And because we live in North Queensland, uh, we rely on our cool – through summer uh, I don't want to eat a hot pasta so we'll be having cool pasta salads Uh, and with that, you know, you've got a can of tuna, you've got some sun-dried tomatoes, olive oil some fresh herbs and in no time you've got a beautiful um, pasta salad throw a few olives, you can vary it up however you like and you've got a pasta salad in no time Um,
0: delicious Far from what we know as pasta salad Right? uh, (laughs) The creamy mayo crab or whatever they have.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is fresh. You know, dress it with a bit of the oil from the sun dried tomatoes. You throw in your herbs. It's fresh, it's light. No mayo. You don't need the mayo. You know, it's fresh, it's light, and it's healthy. It's really healthy. Um, uh, So, and and then pasta with uh, vegetables. You know, like I was talking before um, about whatever season is, uh, whether it's summer, spring, you've got your zucchinis, you've got your asparagus, beautiful. Uh, Whereas when you go into winter, you might have broccoli and cauliflower uh, and they make great um, uh, sauces for your pasta. Uh, All you need to do is uh, saute a little bit of uh, garlic in your, abundant olive oil um if it's asparagus or if it's uh zucchini you cook that in there if it's broccoli or harder vegetables like the broccoli and the cauliflower i cook them a little bit in the pasta in the water that i'm ready preparing for the pasta and then i put that into my olive oil and garlic then you can add a bit of chili if you like and there's your sauce it's it, it's so no sad. problem yeah. It's, it's just so easy. Um, and you can do whatever vegetables you've got. You can do that with canned uh, chickpeas, that type of um, uh, thing as well, um, frozen peas, anything. Uh, and, of course, garlic, olive oil and chilli mixed yeah. makes the best pasta sauce and it's just so super quick. If you want to freshen up with some lemon or parsley, but that is just super quick and you can feed the family. Um, you know, no takeaway. Everyone's filled uh, and, and you've, it's not expensive, very inexpensive. Um, the ultimate Italian comfort food is called, called pasta bianco. Um, which is pasta mixed with butter and parmesan cheese and a favorite of children, mostly. I know I used to, much children would come home from school and that would be their afternoon tea. Um, oh, yum. So, you know, it's just, it's a favorite, but you know, that's just delicious. Um, even just for a quick late night snack you've come in from you know sports or whatever it is late at night and, and gosh how do you get food on the table that's just so quick and easy satisfying um a lot of these things are just just so quick and easy i i always um keep my as i say my tinned tomatoes and i like uh tin cherry tomatoes canned cherry tomatoes uh and if you just heat up a good amount of olive oil couple of chopped garlic cloves and you just heat the garlic until it's a bit fragrant throw in a couple of cans of um cherry tomatoes and maybe a pinch of oregano uh fresh basil whatever herbs you've got and that's another beautiful pasta sauce so i really think that pasta sauces um can be so so quick um to make and it doesn't have to be hard and um And I've got a couple, like I've got the pesto on my my blog, which I use all the time. But the the vegetable one's so easy, whether you use um, uh, even mushrooms, anything you like. And you don't have to add cream and heavy things like that. makes it so heavy. It it can be lighter. Pasta doesn't have to be a heavy dish.
0: Mm -hmm. What I love about that is that what you're really doing with these ideas is that you don't have to use a recipe. Like it's, it's cooking from taste and you know what sounds good. So you don't you don't need a recipe to tell you to use some olive oil and some garlic and put some vegetables together in the pot and make it taste good. Um, and I think that it's nice to have those kind of free recipes that you can just quickly whip out. It's not even a recipe, just free meals that you can. Cu- whip up at a moment's notice and they're usually the perfect ones for when you're right you don't have anything pulled out you didn't thaw anything um so you've got nothing but you know what you've got in at the bottom of the crisper and in the pantry well this is the perfect type of thing that you can cook in those on those nights
1: that's exactly right that's that's the beauty of of italian cooking really because that's basically the whole essence of Italian food, it's cooking with what you have um, and it, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be um, a, a recipe that you're following a recipe. You just have a basic idea uh, of putting flavours together and taste, taste, taste and season well. I, I, you know, I, I see too many times people saying, oh, this recipe was too bland. You need to taste as you go. Yeah. Um, maybe your tomatoes weren't quite as ripe as they should have been, so it might need some more seasoning. Um, depends on, on the produce that you've actually got. Uh, maybe it wasn't at its prime, so maybe it does need a bit of tweaking uh, and that's where you taste, taste, taste. That's a great tip.
0: Now, what about um, the different pasta shapes? I think sometimes it's a bit confusing as to like what's best for what type of sauces.
1: Mm. So that's um, interesting as well, isn't it? Because um, we keep going back to the spaghetti bolognese, <laughs> and 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 that's the thing that you know everyone talks about spaghetti bolognese, but it's actually not. It's not even a thing. Um, the meat sauce doesn't really go well with the spaghetti because it slides off. Mm -hmm. Um, That narrow, thin spaghetti doesn't grip onto the meaty sauce very well. Uh, So that's why different pastas are made for different sauces. So when you've got um, something as robust as a bolognese, you want thicker sort of shapes. So you might want... Um, tagliatelle or fettuccine or pappardelle they're the really, the pappardelli are the, the much thicker sort of tagliatelle, fettuccine type, flat noodle, flat pasta, um, wide and flat. And they're great for those rich, meaty sauces like uh, bolognese and ragu and very meaty, rich ones because yes. they really grab everything. But the other things that are good for um, rich, meaty sauces like that are also the Big tube-type pastas like rigatoni, uh, they're great because all your meat gets stuck inside, so you really grab it. It's beautiful. So each um, each mouthful that you've got has got a mouthful of pasta and the sauce. It's not sliding off and you're eating the sauce separately to the pasta. Um, uh, those those other ones with the holes like the, the penne pasta and the rigatoni, they're also good for um hearty sort of vegetable sauces where you've maybe um, stewed vegetables in a tomato type sauce um, as well as even some of the creamy sauces it's good for maybe um, a creamier sauce as well so we go back to the spaghetti, the thin, long spaghetti. It's actually better for lighter sauces, like a light tomato sauce, like when you're just um, doing a, a light tomato sauce with maybe a, a bit of fresh basil. Um, that's a nice one. Uh, creamy sauces are ones that are based in oil. So if you go back to what we were talking about before, the uh, oil, um, garlic and um uh chili one that's perfect for the the spaghetti that thin long spaghetti they're based on oil and they're quite thin and they will actually stay on the spaghetti um and then there's twisted pasta which is great for things like pesto because um you know like the fusilli the the pesto gets all caught up in those little grooves and each each one is is perfect for a particular sauce and, you, and once you start trying it out, you'll realise that, um, oh, this works much better with this sauce. It's quite obvious if you've got holes, you know, you want something to go inside and if it's um, if it's a, a thinner type of a sauce, well, it's going to go better with a, a thinner type of a, a, a pasta. Um, then, of course, you know, really like... I don't want to say there's a hard and fast rule about about it all because that's the other beauty about um, Italian cooking. And I think back to my parents and um, my family that came to Australia. If they stuck by those hard and fast rules, they wouldn't have got anywhere because they came to Australia and there wasn't the variety that there was in Italy. Um, so while there is... Maybe the best type of pasta for the particular sauce. I wouldn't like anyone to avoid trying a sauce and pasta combination because they don't have the right type of pasta.
0: That's a good advice, and you're right. Like the the worst thing that's going to happen is you have to take extra big forkfuls of your sauce because it's not fitting on your pasta. <laughs> and then you'll know for next time. Like don't use don't use the spaghetti with the the meaty sauce. Use something different. <laughs> it's all a learning experience.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's what I think. Yeah, and I I really I really don't want anyone to think. You know. I, I it, there's no hard and fast rules. Uh, it's good to have an idea, but if you don't have it, that's okay. It doesn't mean you got to, we'll, we'll get takeaway. We can't do it because we don't have the right pasta for this sauce. It's okay.
0: So tell me about like a typical italian meal so i'm guessing that from what i've seen as as much you know just having the pasta there's there's some other things going on on the table tell me what that looks like
1: Mm. so uh a a very simple meal will just be the pasta um yep it will just be the pasta uh if um uh yeah very often pasta and fresh fruit to follow. Uh, that's how we would eat as a very simple meal, just a family. My husband and I will just have uh, a pasta and fresh fruit to follow. Um, uh, that's that's normal. Uh, if it's a more special occasion, I suppose, you might start with a bit of um, antipasto we call, which is the antipasto is... Um, means before the meal so we might have salami olives cheese Mm -hmm. a variety of selection uh, with breads always with a little bit of bread uh with your with your hands your cured meats uh and then we'd move on to pasta and fruit and then when christmas comes around or special occasions well it's it's a big deal. So you start with your antipasto, which is much grander than your simple uh, bit of salami, olives, and cheese. You might have um, little stuffed uh, vegetables, or stuffed um, mushrooms, or crostini, which are little slices of bread with toppings of um, might be might be vegetables, might be uh, a paste of sorts, whether it's a tomato spread or uh, there'd be bruschetta as well, which is um, your, your bigger bread with maybe, um, you've seen obviously with um, tomato usually, but it can be lots of other things. Uh, so it'll start with that and then there'll always be a pasta course. There's always a pasta course uh, followed by a meat course um, and often the meat from the pasta course so if um if there have been mm, say uh the sort the meat might have been a a piece of uh I- i'm thinking a rolled rabbit but um that's that's one of my meals i had it when i was with my cousins uh, but any type of meat that you might stew in a uh, tomatoey sauce so you might use that tomato sauce to dress the pasta, and then you take the meat out and it's beautiful, it's soft, it's um, been braised in those beautiful tomatoey um, juices and you'll slice that up and you'll have that as the meat course. Oh, wow. And then, then you go on with the tiramisu perhaps, um, gelato, mobignoli, uh, and fresh fruit, of course. So that's, that's really the basic outline. Um, oh, I did leave something out. What's that? So after, <laughs> after, you, after your meat course often is a very refreshing salad which uh, helps yes. you digest. So it might be um, uh, like a finely chopped cabbage with some apple to help you digest. And that that really does help you get onto your dessert course because by then you're... you're thinking oh, i'd love to eat that but i just can't fit it all in uh, and that helps you digest oh that's genius
0: oh my gosh Marcella, you're making me starving thinking about all of these delicious foods. i want to come over for christmas now this sounds amazing <laughs>
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. Would love to have you. Oh my gosh. I, this is just like my
0: dream food scenario. <laughs> my tummy is grumbling, but yes, I I love the idea. Even like, yeah, I love the genius of adding in the, the salad to make room. Like I think I need that in my life. <laughs> because I always want the dessert.
1: <laughs> I always want dessert too. <laughs>
0: I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you more about the desserts because I know that this is one of your passions and a big part of your blog as well. What are some of those typical Italian desserts or cakes or even biscuits that, um, you know, we see and are they what, what are some that are, that people might be able to try and make at home? Like I think, you know, there's some baking recipes that are for people who are probably more
1: advanced, <laughs>
0: but are there yes. some that we could try if we're maybe beginners and want to give it a go?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I, I, straight away the first thing that comes to my mind is a really simple lemon yogurt cake Um which i have my cousin's recipe on the blog uh and it's just so simple now in italy they use the yogurt container um and it's measured by the yogurt container you've probably seen this in french i think french cuisine has it as well i think a lot of european places where they use the yogurt container to measure the flour and the sugar uh i love and and make the cake Um, so I've taken my cousin's recipe and converted it to cups and, and, um, metric as well, uh, to create my yogurt cake, my yogurt and lemon cake, uh, and they have that, um, for breakfast and that's a beautiful easy cake to make because you just simply add in basically everything in you beat your eggs and your sugar and then you mix everything else in and in no time you've got it in the oven and it's just a very very simple cake that you just dust it with a dusting of icing sugar and you've got a beautiful simple cake that's one of the classic italian cakes that everyone will make uh in Italy. in fact um all um all, all the children make it as well uh they learn that's the first cake they learn so that's the first thing you could start with wow uh, yep. that sounds that, delicious. that's delicious yeah really really easy super super easy uh of course um now i really don't think tiramisu is too difficult but um it can be a little bit tricky uh but that's an Take it step by step and making a tiramisu is fabulous. The best part about that is that you can make it ahead of time so you're not doing it at the last minute. And that's a great dessert to have. Um, You prepare it a day before, definitely a day, even even two days before because the longer it sets, the the more the flavours meld together. Um, But uh, biscotti are also beautiful to make uh, and that's also a good recipe to make uh, because you just simply make up your batter, your cake mix, um biscotti mixture, roll it into a log shape, bake that first. And then if you have lost, you don't have time, you can leave that in the fridge for a day or two or whatever, uh, even freeze it. And when you're ready to bake, slice it up and you got fresh biscotti. Um, that's not a difficult thing to make either
0: yum yes I have I've watched people making biscotti I've never tried to make it yet and the the double baking has always got me so curious I'm like oh this looks it looks like I could totally do it (laughs) I've just been putting it off so yeah I'm totally is there a, a particular biscotti recipe on the blog that you think we should give a go
1: Oh, definitely! I've got uh, an almond biscotti, which uh, when I was in Italy, I bought biscotti all over the place uh, because I I tried biscotti with various recipes, but I just couldn't get it the way I wanted it to taste—not the way an Italian biscotti tastes. Uh, And then you'll get some uh, recipes that say they've got to be really hard, and you only use you only eat a biscotti dipped in a Espresso or coffee mm-hmm. or um, sweet wine. Um, but a lot of their biscotti weren't like that. And they were very, very firm but still being able to eat without having to dunk in, but also nice to dunk into something. So I spent a lot of time buying biscotti all over the place and taste testing uh, and then came back to Australia and tried this that trying different recipes my daughter was still over in Italy so I said send me biscotti I really want to keep trying send more send more so I eventually worked out a recipe that I think is very very close Um, we did a lot of taste testing blind taste testing I wouldn't tell my family which was the bought store-bought biscotti and which were mine and um, yes and they couldn't tell the difference in the end so I'm quite happy with that that particular recipe and it's an almond biscotti and that really is not a hard recipe um probably It's jam-packed with almonds. So the trickiest thing there is keeping the almonds into the the cake, into the biscotti mixture. I keep calling it a cake mixture. It's not. It's a biscotti mixture. But keeping it in. So just keep poking it in. You don't need to be frightened. I think that's the thing. It's not. um, Aussies make fabulous sponge cakes and that's a mystery to me. These light, light, beautiful sponge cakes, and you've got to be so delicate. But biscotti aren't. You can, you can be firm with a biscotti. You can, you can mould it into shape. Um, and when I still think about um, my husband's grandmother, um, who I was very close to, the way she made a cake or um, anything, she was so rough. And I think, oh gosh, how's anything ever going to turn out? But you, you you don't have to be so so delicate. I suppose you don't have to worry. You don't have to be so concerned. There's not. Um, it's it doesn't need to rise so delicately. It's it's fine. You can manhandle a bit of biscotti mixture, get it into shape. You be the you be the the, the boss of the biscotti mixture. Don't let it be the bis- boss of you. <laughs>
0: Uh, I like that. Uh, well, it sounds pre- like a pretty hard time you had the taste testing or that biscotti, poor thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Terrible part of the job. <laughs> uh, it, someone has to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I like this. I feel like this
0: this recipe is really a labor of love. You were, you were trying to get it to get that perfect authentic taste and I find those recipes are always the most special.
1: Yes, this, this one is a really good recipe um, and I'm very, very happy with it and I make it quite often um, and I've had a lot of good feedback. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that one. There, there are other sweet recipes um, because Italians in Italy, they've got wonderful cake shops that they don't really need to make cakes at home they've got wonderful cake shops that um for a sunday lunch they'll go down to the cake shop and buy a beautiful array of wonderful cakes that are just so beautiful and tasty Uh, but in Australia and other parts of the world, when you might not have the Italian bakery down the road, you're going to want to make something yourself if you want to get that authentic taste. And so there are other recipes uh, such as crostoli, which are the fried um, pastry dusted with icing sugar, um, cannoli, which are your um, tubes of fried pastry uh, filled with uh, ricotta cream or sometimes a pastry cream. Um the cream puffs, which I talked about, the bignoli. Um, There's a few other recipes that might be a little bit more technical, but with a bit of time and um, patience, they're achievable as well.
0: I feel like I really missed out. I feel like I was too focused on the pasta when I was in Italy and I didn't focus enough on the sweets. (laughs) So I have a little bit, but I feel like I really need to go back and get the full sweets experience next time. (laughs)
1: Definitely.
0: But in the meantime, I can make it at home.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You can make it at home. So that's what I think, you know, and, um, why not? Why not try? Uh, nothing's ever a failure.
0: I love that attitude. Oh, Marcella, I have really soaked up so much from this episode. And I know that's going to be really helpful for people, especially if they haven't been cooking a lot of Italian food. Or, you know, there's nothing wrong if you have been cooking pasta by adding oil to your water or just putting the pasta on the plate and then the sauce. That's okay if that's what you are doing before, but now that you know a better way, oh, I'm just so excited for you to give it a go. Like it's going to be, you're going to be very, very happy with the results.
1: (laughs) I totally agree. And absolutely, it doesn't matter if how you've been doing it in the past and you can just try something new and see how, how it works.
0: Absolutely. And I think that it has been, um, Especially in Australian cooking, like I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but in Australian cooking, our versions of pasta sauces have always been um, quite elaborate. So, yeah, if, if, to go back to spaghetti bolognese, it's always, you know, a, a lot of things in a pan or um, even, you know, our version of carbonara, which is not authentic at all, but the creamy sauces, and that kind of thing. And so pasta is really a super filling sometimes sickly experience, but with what you've said today, the pasta sauce is what you make it. So you could make it really light and fresh with just a few simple ingredients and that's going to leave you feeling so good after eating pasta, if you can believe. (laughs) So I'm excited for that too. (laughs)
1: Totally. I totally agree. There has been a notion that pasta is heavy and I think we've made a mistake in um, wanting always creamy and, and and in a restaurant and you're having that occasionally, that's fine. Uh, but if, if you're having it at home, it doesn't have to be heavy. It can be light. It can be fresh and it can be healthy.
0: Oh, man. Now, Marcella, if people want to find out more follow you to get all of these wonderful Italian recipes, where do they find you?
1: uh so my blog um which is marcellina in cucina uh, and i think you can have all the notes there because that spelling might be a little bit difficult
0: i'll definitely have the links in the show notes absolutely <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and on facebook same name marcellina in cucina instagram same name marcellina in cucina and on pinterest same name um and even though the spelling's a little bit difficult, um, I'm sure they'll be able to find me easily.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us today. I have I've really enjoyed chatting with you, and I think this is going to be an awesome episode. So, thank you so much,
1: Cassie. Thank you so much for having me. I have really had a ball. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you very very much. <laughs>
0: I so enjoyed talking to Marcello about all things Italian cooking. And I have to admit, I definitely had some pasta for dinner after this chat. <laughs> Hopefully this inspires you to start experimenting with some more pasta dishes at home. That's it from me. I hope you have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.